Welcome to the Wild at Heart Men's Podcast with Jordan Jensen. This is the podcast where I explore the tools and techniques and strategies you can use to build deeper, richer relationships in your life with the people that you love. If you want to keep up to date on the podcast and everything else that I do, you can follow me on Instagram at Strictly For My Gingers or on Facebook at Wild at Heart Men or Jordan Jensen. Now, onto the podcast. Hey guys, I'm here today with Nathan Viola. I met Nathan at a few... Where did I meet you first? It was at the Mankind event in Sydney, actually. Mm -hmm. That was this really cool big symposium around like just waking men up, creating the space for men to develop into Mm -hmm. the best and most open, most amazing versions of themselves. And I don't know, something just about your smile that struck me. I just see your smile across the room. I don't know who this guy is, but I want to find out. (laughs) Um, And you just gave the best hugs as well. So uh, I really... Thanks, man. That's really nice of you, you know. Um, Yeah, (laughs) thanks. (laughs) It's my pleasure. And I'm I'm really glad I I passed and crossed a few times afterwards and just honored that we get to have a chat today. So why don't you just do a little bit of an intro of yourself and give a bit of a background, what work you're doing now, what you're passionate about. Sure. Thank you for having me, man. I really appreciate being asked uh, and honored to, to be asked to come on and, and, and talk and share um, the things that I know and um, uh, to, to, to reach and, and help whoever's out there to, uh, at this point, who needs to hear what what's coming up. Um, I, I live in Sydney. Uh, I'm a coach. I work with, um, I work with men uh, and I, I Really what I do um, is help men to feel again after experiencing uh, numbness, you know, and that numbness can come in many forms, uh, but mainly what I'm talking about and what I talk a lot about is, is, is emotional numbness um, and emotional suppression and, and really how, how much that's affecting um, men and life in general for men. Um, and that shows up, of course, a lot in relationships. Um, and a lot of the men that I work with uh, are struggling in relationships, um, even if they don't really particularly think that they are or know that they are, um, but are repeating patterns over and over again or, or, or have commitment issues or fear of, of commitment, uh, of taking the next step, of getting close to women, of opening up. Um, and that's really where I love to kind of be and, and, and speak about. Um, I have a fiance, Marit, and she works with women. Um, and we work together with couples as well, running retreats and, uh, and workshops and things like that. We have a couples um, relationship um, workshop coming up. It's called Quit or Commit, uh, which is um, pretty straight to the point when we talk about relationships. <laughs> You're not fucking around with that one. <laughs> No, it's like, uh, yeah, by the, you know, by the end of this phone call, you, you will have made a decision, right? Um, why do I, why do I do this work now? Um, my journey started with weight loss. Um, funnily enough, when I was 18 years old, I weighed 250 kilos. Um, I'm talking, couldn't even tie my shoelaces and really facing a very dark prospect for my future. Um, and I had to make a decision uh, to live or to die. And um, I chose <laughs> I, ch- I chose to, to die. I chose it many times. I chose uh, to eat myself to death and to, to completely give up and let go of, of, of all, um, every hope that I ever had of my future um, and lived totally in a fantasy dream world uh, about the things that, that I wanted to accomplish and wanted to do with my life. Um, it was very safe to live in that fantasy, in that dream, and then to actually face reality and face um, the hole that I had dug for myself and what it would take to pull myself out of that was, was too much to bear for, for many, many years. Um, and it took a whole bunch of, of um, 
situations and and new lower levels of, of depth and darkness and pain um, before I finally kind of made the decision uh, that I wanted to commit to living. Um, and then it was a, a, a process of, of, you know, over a decade of, of work physically um, to lose weight, basically. Um, and then I became a personal trainer and, and I started to help others uh, physically. And pretty soon I had everything that I thought that I wanted. I had um, muscles. I was a personal trainer. I had my own business. I had clients who loved me. Uh, living out of home and I just um, I had just hooked up with the girl of my dreams who I'd met back when I was over 200 kilos who I met back at uni and we were now in a relationship together um, looking around at my life at that point I thought that I had hit absolute gold you know it was one of those pinch me type of experiences where I was just feeling on top of the world um, like indestructible, nothing could stop me. I, 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 I accomplished and achieved this impossible task and, and literally created my dreams through really hard work. And I was left feeling like it still wasn't enough. I was left feeling like now that I'd done all this, what was the root, you know, what's left, what's next? Um, and I didn't, I wasn't aware of that, that feeling, but I hadn't really done any work emotionally. I hadn't looked at what was going on for me emotionally or unconscious drivers or, you know, uh, why I was still seeking validation from external sources, posting on Instagram before and after photos. Um, and it where it led me was to cheating on on this woman who i had just um felt so incredibly lucky to have in my life and and then everything started to unravel from there and it was losing 130 kilos was absolutely nothing compared to the work that i had to do um, to heal the relationship, to build a relationship, um, to heal my relationship with my father, with my mother, with my brother, with my sister, um, with mentors, um, and with myself. And that was really when the, 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 the true journey began, began of um, looking inside and doing the emotional work to figure out, you know, why I had suppressed all my emotions for so long, why I felt completely numb, why I couldn't allow people in, why I was protecting myself with lies, um, and how I had built a life uh, that was a creation um, of my ego that that was that I was caught in because of how how many lies I had told in my life and and how to just how to um, tear that all down and, and facing the prospect of what it would take to tear all that down and to come clean um, for myself might just leave it there yeah and that like that is a I, I've stood on a similar precipice of like looking at you know the the, the facade life I'd created for myself out of trying to feel something and like being able to take the step off that cliff because, you know, your whole life's been spent creating this image for others and it's starting to fall apart, but that's all you know. But that is a fucking terrifying cliff to step on because you don't know if it's going to, you don't know what's on the other side of that. So I just want right. to really commend you for being able to do that because it's, yeah, for me, at least it was terrifying. Yeah, absolutely terrifying. Uh, this the scariest moment of my life. Um, you know, I, I had it had come to a point where I, I had held on to that that secret for eighteen months, and you know, no, no one was going to find out. It wasn't. It, it, it was. I didn't have to say it, tell her, but 
it all hit me at once that the, the, the only way to become the man that I knew that I was, that I wanted to become, to create the life that I wanted to become was to, was, was to tell her and to move through this um, and, and, and to work through it together to come out the other side stronger and, and more solid than any relationship I had ever seen growing up. So it was literally about facing the total unknown and how to create how to create stuff in your life that you've never seen or experienced or even seen as a possibility. Um, that sounds a little bit like what you're talking about when you talk about stepping off that precipice, leaving behind everything that you've ever known and stepping into the total, total unknown. Yeah, absolutely. It's, yeah, you step off and you don't know if you're going to fly or smash into the rocks down below. <laughs> but I guess here we both are. <laughs> well, yeah, after smashing into the rocks. Yeah, <laughs> hitting a few on the way down. Turns out we're pretty resilient to rocks. Yeah. That intro works. Yeah, really really raw story thank you for that and it really works well with the topic we want to talk about today which is you know, the difference between healthy and unhealthy relationships with an intimate partner so just if so we can get some clarity on this conversation when you call a relationship like an unhealthy relationship what would your definition of that be exactly how do we look at a relationship now it's unhealthy I see relationships like this way. You've got a person, you've got a man, let's, let's use man and woman. You've got a man with a storm cloud above his head that's raging that he doesn't really know about uh, because he's just lived with it for so long. But it's his storm, so he knows how to handle it. He knows when to bring the umbrella out. He knows how to dress. He knows how to handle his storm. And then you've got a woman who's got her own storm. It's a completely different storm, but she's also had it all her life. She doesn't really know it's there, but she knows how to live with it. And then you get both of these people who, um, who are just barely able to manage their own storm decide to come together um, and make make an agreement together that they that they don't know exists sign a contract that they don't know what's involved um, create expectations that uh, are unexpressed are unacknowledged and have needs that are also unexpressed uh, based on checklists and visions and ideals and expectations that neither one of them are aware of. And then they come together and those two storms collide and form a mega um, um, Frankenstein storm <laughs> that both people are totally ill-equipped to handle. And emotions are involved. And once emotions start to take hold, uh, all the colliding of, of this chaos that's formed um, can just be too, too much to bear. And the pressure of, of being in that relationship uh, and not being able to, to navigate their way, the, your way through uh, just feels so painful. Um, and, you know, the, the feelings that both people had when they first got into the relationship are nowhere to be found. And all that's left is, is pain, heartbreak, betrayal, um, uh, emotions, um, and, and hurt people, hurting other people, and, and just continuing on, on a cycle where neither's, neither's person, neither person's life is being enriched uh, or fulfilled by being in this relationship um, yet neither can leave mm. 
I guess that's what I would define as an unhealthy relationship. Um, one that's not working, that's not helping, that's not uh, where neither person's growing, uh, where both people are just continuing to hurt and, and to be in pain, but they can't leave. Yeah. Yeah, and so much of what you said, it sounded like there's a lot left unexpressed in this relationship. Like there's expectations which aren't shared, there's needs which aren't shared, there's a lot of stuff that seems just like be being kept below the surface um, while this yeah. huge storm rages. Right. Um, and what a, what a lot of, you know, a lot of relationships, what will happen is they'll try and figure it out <laughs> yeah, themselves. <laughs> Like they'll just try and talk about it, talk it through to endless discussions and discussions that always end the same way, pain and arguments and, and breakups and coming back together. Um, or they go to a marriage counselor who tries to work on the relationship as a relationship. Um, the problem is both those people's individual storms are still there. Mm. You know, it's they aren't experiencing the pain because of the other person. It's being brought up because of the situation, but the work still needs to be done individually. Yeah. Um, put it this way: when 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 boy meets girl, he has an image of himself that's created that 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 he puts out to the world. He also, the moment he meets her, creates an image of her for him. Like, like you know, the, the fantasy, the pedestal, whatever it is. Um, he's also got uh, an image of himself that runs when no one's watching, when he's at home. She's got an image of herself that she portrays to the world. She creates an image of him that she creates when she meets him. And she's also got an image of herself that's running when no one's watching, right? So now you've got six images. Mm. Then you've got the vision of the relationship that's created together, right? You have seven, seven different images all created at the same time, all operating at the same time, all conflicting with each other and all based on what, like, let's just be brutally honest, based on lies, based on creations of conditioning or fabrications of experiences in the past and limiting beliefs and, 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 and fantasy visions of, of what a relationship should feel like, should be uh, learnt from Disney movies and porn. Yeah, not one that's you know, actually based on what's, what's happening in the relationship. It's based on what they think a relationship should be. Mm. And, and all glued together by this thing that we've been taught is called love. That feeling, that, that excitement, that chemically thing that happens where uh, nothing else matters and the world quietens down and we lock in to each other and it just feels like this moment, this person was totally meant to be. And this is the only person for me in this entire world. And um, everything good that I experience in my life comes from this person. And my life just improves and, and everything's flowing and everything's happening for me. And it's just totally amazing. And that feeling there, we get caught and we, and we start moving deeper and deeper and deeper um, with the expectation that that will never end. Mm. We act as if that won't end. Um, when, and, and we call that love. That's what we label love. I'm guessing you've got a bit of a different label for it. Well, yeah, I mean, it's probably more like um, infatuation, obsession, attachment, dependency. I mean, a, a whole bunch of things. Yeah, addiction's my favourite word for it. Addiction, yeah. 
Yeah, totally. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, it spikes every feel-good thing in the body. Um, and it can turn into an addiction when um, when that becomes the source of of the only source of of that feeling good. Um, and then we and then from that point we just start taking steps forward, steps forward, steps forward together, and get deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper uh, until we get until you get so deep that it feels like you can't get out, and that all disappears. And then suddenly, this perfect person who you thought was was totally perfect and the, the one for you, you realize um, they're actually embodying every single thing that you hate most, that triggers you the most, at the highest level possible. How could I not see it? <laughs> It's so interesting where I've noticed in myself when I've felt the most intensely about like another person, I've had that real, like, you know, I want to sacrifice everything else in my world to be with them. Those are the relationships that become the most dysfunctional. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, yeah, my experience with it, I've just been so blinded by that lust and that infatuation and that addiction and that just, Oh, what's the term where you just become like so close, close-minded and so focused on one thing that you miss out on the bigger picture. Mm. It's amazing um, just how completely it can consume me. Mm. And me too. Um, and it's something that, that, that we, we still face uh, in our relationship. Um, because when we first when we first decided to to get together we we didn't actually know why mm. we didn't know why we wanted to be together uh and in fact we we didn't even really choose we just got carried away um the figuring out why part came much later and the answers to the reasons why we got together weren't very pleasant and the truth of it was was in both directions that I had chosen that I wanted to be with Moret because um, I wanted to prove to the world that I could be, that I could have someone like that, that someone like me who felt that he was punching above his weight, he wasn't good enough, could have this girl and could show the world that I could have this girl. And hopefully that would be the thing that would prove that I was good enough. Meanwhile, I'm totally insecure and, and holding on with as tight as I possibly can for, for the fear that, for for the fear and for the knowing that um, if I did anything wrong, she would find someone else. And that would be that. And that terrified me. She's not a person. She's a trophy that is like the only thing that lets you hold on to a sense of self-worth. Or one of the big things that you know proves, yes, I am enough. So, of course, it's terrifying to lose that because when you, you lose that proof in quotation marks that you are enough, there goes the conditional approval of yourself, the conditional loving of yourself. And you're back mm-hmm. into, oh, well, yeah, I guess I'm, yes, I am shit. Yeah, you know, um, so, uh, and the reason where it chose to be with me was, was a different reason. And, um, and it was, it was because we'd known each other for so long and I was the, the big guy that she felt like I would never cheat on her, that I was the safe, very safe choice because that was her biggest fear. And, and you know what happened? Yeah. <laughs> right. Funnily enough. Irony comes knocking. Of course, because you know what you fear, you focus on, and and the 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 harder you try and run from from something, the faster it chases you. Um, so I would so 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 what? So I would say that the creation of a relationship from that unconscious place 
where both people have storms, both people have stuff to work on that's unresolved, um, is going to create the formation of an unhealthy relationship. Now, I put that in quotes because I don't particularly believe that there is such a thing as, as an unhealthy relationship. Just one, just, I, I, I don't see any other way to get through those stages. Yeah. If you know what I mean? Because a lot of the stuff that we're dealing with on an, on an unconscious level, some of the emotional stuff that triggers um, are re relational in their quality which means they are only brought up when in a relationship. Mm. So the opportunity to work through them only occurs when you're in relationship with someone who brings up right. those Right. So what, what a lot of people do is they have a, a, a bad relationship, heartbreak, bad uh, breakup, and they do that maybe a couple times. And when they come out of a particularly bad one, they, 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 they say, I'm, I'm not doing that anymore. I've got to sort my shit out. So I'm, so I'm taking a break from relationships. I'm not interested. And off they go and they do work on themselves and they do what they need to do. They go to the gym, they lose weight, they make more money, they build a business, whatever it is that they, you know, they, 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 they travel the world. They do whatever they feel they need to do that's missing. Um, that was the cause of, 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 of why the last relationship ended. And... And then they say, when I feel ready, when I've sorted my shit out, when I've gotten all the way through it, then I'll get into a relationship and, uh, and, 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 and then, I'll be, then it'll be good. But the stuff that is going to come up is going to come up from the relationship. So you're still going to have to face it. So it doesn't matter what you did. Um, and I've got, you know, I spoke to a, to a group of entrepreneurs and I asked them to put their hand up who was in a relationship, young entrepreneurs, like 20 to 30 year olds, and less than a quarter of the room put their hand up and I was shocked. And what it seems like is that people are choosing, um, to build their empire, um, because being in a relationship is so difficult. The, the only problem is if you ever really want to be with someone, you're still going to have to face all that stuff anyway. And the harder you work to build uh, an empire and build the walls, uh, the less space you're going to have for someone. So it's, it's, it doesn't actually get easier to build a life with someone. It actually gets more difficult. I guess because you get better and better at doing that life without someone else in it. Right. Exactly. So <laughs> on that note, <laughs> let's flip to the other side. So let's say, okay, somebody's done the work. What's on the other side of, you know, doing that work in that relationship? What, so you've got the two storm clouds, you've got the two unconscious storm clouds that are there. The people kind of know how to deal with them separately. What's the other side look like? You've alluded to this work that they do. Mm. Talk to me about that. Well, um, I think a fundamental um, step in the process or the aspect is to, is to let go of all those images that we talked about how that are operating. Approach? Right, so let go of the idea of the other person, the vision for the relationship, what you thought it would be. Uh, let go, I mean, you gotta, you gotta face your own stuff, the own image that you created and come clean, start to speak the truth and, and tell the real truth about yourself. Um, and and to, to, to learn how to open up, um, to be vulnerable, to face the, the biggest fear of letting someone in. And this is, these are all things that, um, these are all things that the person that you're with can be your greatest teacher in, and your greatest kind of guru in helping you through those. And I think that's a fundamental shift there 
is to is to understand and shift the very purpose of the relationship from um, I'm in this to feel good, I'm in this to have someone um, to to lie next to at night and and to have fun with, into shift the entire purpose into growth, into spiritual growth, into saying that this person has been brought into my life specifically to teach me lessons and I'm here to learn those lessons. So whatever comes up, I'm willing to go through the pain of of figuring out what that is. When both people come to that conclusion, both people decide that that and commit to the the journey of growth um that's when i that's when you that's when you get the chance to truly start loving loving as the action loving as the opportunity to expand your own boundaries uh to include another person rather than the, the other definition of love falling in love which is the collapsing of your own boundaries um, and the merging, right? Which is, which is that it stems back from, from the fundamental heartbreak of, of feeling the separateness uh, as a baby from the, the oneness of the experience uh, as a baby, feeling totally one with everything else and with mother to feeling the separateness and the separation, the heartbreak of that and the longing to be joined again, um, joined to the mother again, really. So when we find that, and talking particularly to men, um, when we find that in a woman, in a girl, the, the boundaries com- completely collapse and we fall into love, fall in love and merge completely. And that's that really strong pull you feel to totally merge everything with, with the person. And, um, and eventually you start to realize that they're from you. They've got separate values, separate beliefs, separate lives. And that heartbreak reoccurs. That separation reoccurs. We're no longer one with the universe any longer. Um, that heartbreak can be traumatic, too hard to bear. Um, and can be the, the beginning of the end for relationships, or it can be the opportunity to step into real love, uh, which is the opposite, expanding your boundaries to, to care for another, to open up, to share, to grow together. Um, and, and, and as that person grows, so do you grow. And both people continue to, to spiral upwards in their growth and evolution. Um, yeah. So, say somebody's feeling that that first experience of love, that real falling in love, fall like there's that desire to drop all their boundaries and you know merge, try to do their best to merge into oneness with that other person, um, whether they're aware of that or not. There's the yeah, just the collapsing of boundaries, the dropping of other responsibilities in their life, which tends to come along with that. If you're aware you've got that compulsion, you're like, oh, I'm falling in love again. I've got this desire to drop my boundaries. It kind of sounds like that's part of the process is dropping the boundaries to get to that point where you realize, oh, shit, there's separate values. Is that a process which needs to be gone through or can I as a self-aware person go, okay, I notice I'm having this compulsion to drop my boundaries, which is based on me trying to be one with someone that I cannot be one with. It's just someone who we're going to go through a process where we'll fall out of this enrapturement with each other. And then we go into the kind of love where we're two separate entities on the same team, helping support and grow each other. So would you say you've got to go through that falling in love to have the hurt on the other side, or you can kind of transcend that with self-awareness? I would say it's, 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 it's very different for every person and every relationship, but for the majority of relationships that begin from, from an unconscious place, like my one, 
Uh, we've had to go through that process, uh, that process of, of, of allowing the relationship to die and then coming back, setting new boundaries, um, uh, enforcing the boundaries or not enforcing the boundaries, re building resentment, right? Because, because we're not li living our own lives, um, getting to a boiling point, collapsing again, ending the relationship again, reforming, like coming back together. It's, it's, it's when two people have made the commitment to growth and they can overcome anything, right? They choose to overcome anything. So I think the awareness of that, that that's happening is, is the first step, the awareness. I mean, if you don't have the awareness, then it's just going to be really painful, really painful over and over and over again. Um, so it's more a question of how do you, how do you enforce, how do you create and enforce your boundaries once you've realized that you have a tendency to do this? And how do you do it in the relationship that you have at the moment? And uh, there is no easy answer to that. And in fact, the process itself is not easy, nor is it pretty. In fact, it's very, very ugly. Um, and to be honest, it looks like a breakup. When we work with couples, the first thing we do is take them through a process of breaking up. Um, when you break up with someone, when you end the relationship, when you allow the relationship to die, what you would hope is that both people learn lessons from that experience, learn lessons um, and then integrate those lessons into their life and, and come to a place of compassion, love, forgiveness and gratitude for that person. And then start a new relationship and bring all of that into the new relationship. Right, this is the ideal kind of stepping stone of how you evolve and grow in relationships. Right, so there's, there's a death and a rebirth. Right. Now, isn't it like th that doesn't always happen? Right, a lot of times the breakup's so horrible, it's, it's, it, 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 um, it, it's happened or it's caused um, with a whole bunch of anger, um, frustration, built up resentment, unsaid and unacknowledged hurt, um, perhaps betrayal, uh, lack of trust or mistrust, et cetera, et cetera, to a point where people just, where, where the couple just says, I can't do this anymore. I've got to go, I've got to leave. And from that place of ending it and being stuck in the emotion of it, no lessons are learned. In fact, the lessons can't be learned because you're still stuck in the pain of it. And then from that place, a vacuum is created, a void that is filled by, 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 the, by the next person that walks past, essentially. Mm. And then that infatuation that we talked about gets re-triggered this time only, this time even stronger. And it feels like, oh my God, this is it. This is the one, this is the, the, the one for me, my twin flame, whatever it is. The problem is you bring all of that hurt and all that frustration and resentment and, and unlearned lessons into the new relationship. And the same thing starts all over again. Yeah. So they haven't been resolved or worked through. They've just been distracted from by another level of infatuation right in terms of my language how i use because i because because i talk about quit or commit yeah I, I call that the the um it's like a negative quit commit cycle yeah. so you're quitting like a loser i call it quitting like a loser and then committing like a loser right so it's like you can see the same thing happen in jobs and work, right? The boss is bullying me, co-workers are bullying me, I can't handle it anymore. I'm, 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 I'm resentful because I'm not getting paid as much and I'm working way too hard. My physical health is suffering. I can't put up with it anymore. I'm so pissed off. 
um, walk into the office, fuck you, I'm out, mm. walk out, right? Now you're sitting at home, you're stuck in these emotions, you've got no money coming in, you start to get desperate. You, 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 one night after three or four uh, bottles of wine, you scroll through Seek, apply for, for six jobs, right? Someone contacts you, you go for a job interview, you're desperate, you have to take what you get. You accept less money than you're worth. It's a job that you don't like, you know, whatever, whatever. You bring that into your life again. It's all cool for the first couple of months while you're learning and stuff, but eventually the same shit happens. Right. So we see this cycle playing out in, in, in all aspects of life. So you follow me there? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because you haven't, yeah. like, there's a way you've been behaving, which has caused, you know, your boss to start bullying you. Like, in the majority of cases, sometimes it could just be an arsehole. Um, <laughs> but, the, the, yeah, there's a, there's a lesson that hasn't been learned because you're still stuck in the emotions of anger, resentment, fear, um, guilt, whatever it might be. So yeah. in a relationship, if those feelings are still present for a past relationship or a past person, it means you haven't learned the lesson yet. And then you're going to have to learn it one way or another. If it's not in this relationship, then it'll be the next or the next or the next. If it's not this lifetime, it's the next lifetime. Yeah. So the point of that is you can do that from relationship to relationship or what some people do is they continue that pattern with the same person. They do a really painful, shitty breakup, full of resentment, anger, pain, and frustration. And then they feel the desperation and they run back to the same relationship. And they keep doing that back and forth, back and forth. It's like that yo-yo experience. Yeah. What I realized is that You can also end the relationship from a place of compassion, love, gratitude, forgiveness, and to really, truly feel that for the other person, learn the lessons, and then bring all those lessons back into a new relationship, but with the same person. And if you do that, then you're not just throwing the baby out with the bathwater. You're not just throwing all of it out. You're actually learning the lessons and then bringing it back together and growing again and building on the foundations that you've already built. That is the way that Moret and I um, experience our relationship in, in the really truly being willing to let go of what's not working, learn the lessons, in, in, enforce the lessons, integrate the lessons back into our relationship and create new relationship over and over and over and over again from choice, not from obligation or, or feeling of trapped. Um, that's yeah. Yeah. That's really fascinating. Really different take on that's that the breakup cycle and like learning from the relationships. I, I love how there's that like defined end and, you know, with being able to, commit to a breakup with your partner basically you're releasing yourself from the attachment of of needing them so it's it's cool and right. i know another thing i wanted to talk to you about was you know rituals and coming of age and it seems like you've got this breakup ritual which lets you let go of what was so you can fully create what could be next absolutely right um and and most people do this um but have no awareness of it, have no ritual, have no ceremony around it, no intention. So, so it gets kind of caught in a lot of pain and a lot of guilt and a lot of um, expectations and, 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 and fear and, and all of that stuff. So it's important that you have some guidance. It's important that you bring some intention, that you bring some ceremony, some initiation, some, some, some symbolism into it so that you can... Um, so that you can be guided through the process that you're not just left in, 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 um, in the pain of it all. Yeah. But that this is actual process. That's why we take couples through that process when we're on retreat, uh, all the way through the, the, the whole death and birth cycle, because 
Um, otherwise, all you're doing is is trying to fix the relationship from within the broken relationship. Mm. You know, you're trying to create something new based on something that's already not working. By the way, which is what most people try to do when they try and lose weight or make any kind of change in their life, which is, I want to change. I want this, this, and that. I want to. I want to lose thirty kilos. I want to lose fifty kilos but I want to do it from this current reality and, 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 and from what's possible in this reality um, based on what I've already experienced and built up until now um, and, and try and change from there. It doesn't work. The, the, something new can only be, be, be born from, from death, from the end. Um, and that's where the, that's where the courage lies. That's where the, you know, that's where the, um, the leap of faith is, is to let it all go, drop all expectations and all visions, let it all go and then see what emerges. Yeah, Dude, that's why breakup sex is so good. <laughs> Cause everything's been let go of. Right. Yeah. It's that's, like I love that. That's awesome. That's raw. It's um, it's raw and it's real. And there's no, no prissy shit around it trying to soften what is. It's like okay, we're going to break up. Um, and this is genuinely an opportunity for both of us to grow and create that space of growing. And I love the intention around it and how you've removed the taboo of a breakup because I know. A lot of issues I had with breakups in the past was because to me, breakup meant failure. Whereas yes. now, breakup means growth. It means actually like we're breaking so we can grow stronger individually mm -hmm. and together. That's, you know, that, 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 that's the foundation of quit or commit, you know, which is the, the, the reason why it's not um, don't quit like how to, how to stop quitting and start committing. It's like, no, there's a choice here. It's a real choice and you shouldn't feel guilty about the question, quit or commit, you know, like let's look at both alternatives because I don't care how, how long you've been together, how many years you've been married, how many kids you've got, how many mortgages you've got, how many businesses you've got together. You do not have to be together. It's the feeling that you have to be together that's causing the feeling of being trapped, which is causing the suffering. As soon as you let go of all that and you actually go through the process of ending the relationship symbolically, ritualistically, ceremoniously, really, only then can you sit in a place of freedom and choice and then actually choose whether you want to be with this person. You can't choose, you can't make that choice from in the middle of the pain. That's why it's so confusing. That's why when people are arguing and fighting and, and breaking up and coming back together and you know, they, they, they can't figure it out. So confusing and painful and suffering because no choice is made and no choice can be made because they're so caught up in the emotion. Um, and, and trying to figure it out logically. Whereas when you let everything go, drop it all, let it die, you drop down into, into your heart, into your body, into a place of you know, where the truth lies, love, respect, compassion. Um, and, and from that place, from that place of freedom, you can look at each other and make an honest decision. Do we, do we want to be together? Do we want to spend this time together or, or not? Um, free from all the guilt, free from all the other people or the family and all the other things that seem to matter, but don't really and make that decision uh, for themselves. And a, a lot of time, the couples at that point make the decision to be together, you know, um, and that's because that's what they're there for. <laughs> right. And they want to be together. They just don't know how, but they've never had the opportunity to let it all go before and then, and then be presented with the opportunity to make a choice. Yeah. 
and they can honestly that, yeah. they can honestly choose real choice and 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 some do choose to, to end it right but but most couples who've been together for a, for a long time or, or some time or who've you know decided that they want to spend time with this person um really really when they get that that opportunity understand the truth that's deep within them which is that oh, i want to i want to be with this person i want to spend time with this person i want to i want to grow with this person hmm. that's beautiful i love it and i feel that's a really strong powerful point to end today's talk on though it's opened up such a can of worms i'm like i, I just want to talk to you for hours um which i know i'm going to in the future <laughs> yeah for sure man and I, yeah I just want to thank you for jumping on today sharing your wisdom sharing your insight and if some of the people listening want to learn more and connect with you further where can they find you yeah on Facebook I do a lot of my stuff on Facebook Nathan Miola on Facebook um, we'll be we'll be organising some events coming up um, probably in the next couple of months um uh, and some retreats when when all of what we're currently experiencing uh, evolves and shifts and we see what's on the other end of it. Mm. Got some exciting chaotic times ahead of us. Um, That's right, man. This this is this is that period that I was just talking about. This is the transition. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, without getting too deep into it, this what I talk about applies to everything. At the deepest level, uh, even on a on a grand scale like what we're going through in the world, um, there may be time for us all to consider what we thought was reality, and let that all burn away and die, um, in order for something new to 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 be born and to grow. And if we can do that as a collective, uh, then we're going to have a chance to 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 move through this and survive this and and be stronger for it. Yeah, do it as a collective, do it with a collective intention. Right, break up with ourselves. (laughs) Oh, that's going to be a conversation in itself. (laughs) Thank you again, mate. And it's just wonderful to hear your voice, see your smile and share this space with you. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Pleasure. I'll be seeing you soon. See you soon. Thanks again for joining me on the podcast. And as always, if you want to keep on top of everything that I'm doing, you can follow me on Facebook at Jordan Jensen or Wild at Heart Men or on Instagram at Strictly for My Gingers. I'll see you next week. Bye, guys.